Attention, Denver, Colorado, and Portland, Oregon. We will be heading to your neck of the woods at the beginning of September. We need your help figuring out the best places to load up on local beers. If anyone's interested in a meetup or an East Coast, West Coast bottle swap, please let us know so we can work that out. We will be in Denver on Friday, September 2nd, and Portland Tuesday, September 6th. Hope to see you guys in your local watering holes. Barley, hops, yeast, and water. This is what makes beer. This is known. But what about wheat? Well, now the game has changed. Today, we are forsaking barley in exchange for wheat, and are going to see what sort of beers come out of it. It promises to be very refreshing. So come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Um, I do have to start this off by saying I had an epic score today at uh, down at the old liquor store. Oh. Got an entire case of left-hand uh, coffee porter nitro, some Ooh. of that uh, wake-up dead. For thirteen dollars, and it was the hardwired. Oh. Yeah, the hardwired. Um, yeah. I... So this is like golf, and you wanted to get the low score. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It was. Uh, oh, who who wants a case of beer for thirteen dollars? Well, I do. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but I wasn't leaving the house today. I'm telling you, they had like twenty cases of it down there. Mm. That's a little out of my range, though, to get. To get beer. I want to uh, say the savings are worth it, but after you pay for gas to get up here. <laughs> <laughs> I just put a tank in the car. I can't. Uh, that tank's going to last me for the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, or at least until Oktoberfest. Right. Uh, no, um, I will say I did try something, something new this week. Uh, I, I may have been down at my local bar a time or two. Well, semi-local bar. Uh because I needed to be downtown to hunt Pokemon. Right. You get to Lord Hopcat over us again. <laughs> well, yeah, I was down there, and they uh, they had, I think it was from Left Hand. Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It's from someone else. Give me just a minute to look at Untapped, because I've forgotten the name of the beer. And this, kids, uh, is why we use Untapped. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, but it was a... It was a, a oh there it is. It was from S- Sagatuck Brewing Company. Oh, it was yeah. the Neapolitan Milk Stout. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh man, I was I was not prepared to love 
quite as hard as I did that day. Huh. It was it was delicious. They do that uh, maple blueberry pancake stout. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Th- this tasted just like you took a scoop horizontally through Neapolitan ice cream. That's like, fine. Uh, like you know, you obviously because it was a stout, you get those nice chocolatey and vanilla kind of flavors. But then all of a sudden, like they just have some like strawberries in there too, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, okay. Oh that sounds fine. I kept getting other people to try it. They're like, "Holy crap, this is good!" Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't tell you to go buy. Like, oh no, go try that one. It tastes like rat piss. <laughs> right. See, you have Hopcat, we have Braxton, but see, the downside of Braxton is you don't get to try other people's beers as much. You do right. every once in a great while. Well, that's no, that's man. what's great about Eight Ball because yeah, they do have that's... other beers on tap because it's in the back of a liquor store. And then on Fridays, they also put out 20 pounds of bacon for free. Uh, yeah, it does make me think of uh, Braxton maybe distributing more down towards Lexington in the near future. And hopefully I'll get to see it at Hopcat and force people to drink it. <laughs> right, that's true. I wonder if they'll have a bunch of their varieties or just the key, the ones that, you know, like obviously the two that they have in cans. And then I think Dead Blow is probably the other one that they try to get out there. Yeah. I'd say they'll probably see more or less what we saw them try to try to push on people with the, the Lexington food and beer thing when they were down here. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then you'll at least get the dead blow with starter, mm-hmm. which is like yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah. But there, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, my week's been filled with, with Pokemon and uh, not as much drinking outside of when I've gone out. Yeah, I've not had a whole lot of drinking over the, over the past week or two. Been rather tame. I think the only thing that we got to try was um, the um, FC beer. The, oh, yeah. I've been seeing you guys check into that. Uh, yeah, we, got, we finally, what well, we said finally. It, it was like limited for a little while, and now it's like everywhere through Party Source. No, it's everywhere. Um, it's More Lines Blood Orange IPA, and it's for our FC Cincinnati team. FC. So it's the blue and orange. And it was pretty good, actually. It, it goes with, well with a lot of stuff. The blood orange kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you've had blood orange, you're just like, oh. Like, the IPA just works really well with it. And and FC stands for soccer club, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But that, uh, I think that may cover about everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to cough in this episode. Uh I am a little bit under the weather, but if, if one sneaks in, I apologize. It's okay. We will all be burping, so as will be explained <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, uh, like, I mean, I'm only on antibiotics and, like, uh, heavy opiate painkillers, so drinking's allowed, right? Oh, yeah. You need you need some stout ones. We need some Russian Imperials up in there. Oh, okay. Straight Good. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. Anyway. Uh, I think maybe we need to talk about some news unless there's something else. We do. Yeah, news sounds good. I felt very special for how I titled that one, though. Oh, it's you a did. Trappist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, first story. I found this one on Brewbound. Uh, Cavalier Distributing to sell Spencer Brewery beers in Ohio. Uh, Cavalier Distributing has partnered with the U.S.'s only Trappist brewery, Spencer Brewery, and will distribute Spencer Trappist Ale immediately throughout Ohio, seeing as we are Ohio-adjacent, 
hopefully we will be able to find some of these. Uh, so you're telling me you're telling me this Trappist brewery is fully operational? <laughs> it is fully operational. Okay. And manned by monks. Uh, brewed by the Trappist monks of St. Joseph's Abbey, Spencer Abbey, in Spencer, Massachusetts, the Spencer Brewery is one of only 11 Trappist breweries in the world and the first in the Americas. USA! USA! USA. Spencer Trappist Ale is a full-bodied, sunrise-hued ale with fruity accents, a dry finish, and light hop bitterness. At 6.5% ABV, Spencer is one of the most accessible of the Trappist beers and complements a a variety of foods. Uh, The monks recommend that the beer be served in a stemmed glass, preferably the distinctive Spencer glass, who would have guessed, (laughs) designed specifically for the beer, and enjoyed responsibly in the company of family and friends. <laughs> These monks know how to market. Right. They do, but I gotta say, if if I'm gonna get a Trappist ale, I would want it out of a glass specifically designed for a Trappist ale. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If but you're gonna treat yourself with something like that, oh Treat yourself. <laughs> oh my god. No. <laughs> We're not no we're not going to treat right yourself now. day. We're not going. No. <laughs> For the monks, the release of the beer marks both the culmination of years' hard work and an exciting new chapter in the 191-year-old story of their monastery community. We're just so happy and grateful to be given the opportunity to share this labor of love with the world, says Father Isaac Keeley, director of Spencer Brewery. We hope that by making this beer, we can both honor the centuries-old Trappist tradition and contribute to this exciting time in American brewing history. You know, I think that my Catholic school would have gone a lot better if they had uh, really sold the idea of the Trappist monks to us. Right. (laughs) A Trappist Catholic school. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, To be fair. I don't don't think education is one of their their credo things, so I don't think they've got... I mean, they could have made you all little brewers. (sighs) I feel like that would have been... Well, actually, my education was just fine, but... That would have been an amazing science class. Oh, man, right? But all your chemistry in one place. I think one of the best parts about this, they give a nice little about for the St. Joseph's Abbey. Uh, Settled in 1950 in Spencer, Massachusetts, St. Joseph's Abbey, or Spencer Abbey, is a Roman Catholic monastery of monks of, yeah. Sister of Sin. Yeah, you got that order. (laughs) Of the strict observance, commonly known as Trappists. The monks live in silence and solitude, dedicating themselves to prayer, service, and solitude following St. Benedict's 6th century rule for monasteries. In 1954, the monks began handcrafting and selling jams and jelly under the name Trappist Preserves. In 2014, Spencer Abbey launched the Spencer Brewery, and Spencer Ale has been well-received by both connoisseurs and occasional beer drinkers. And I also want some jelly and some jam. Right. Known for their complexity and richness, Trappist beers are unfiltered and unpasteurized, preserving live yeast and complex carbohydrates in the bottle. Historically, this nutrient-rich liquid bread was an integral part of the monk's simple diet. I I want this in my life. Right? More specifically, I want it in my belly. Unfiltered is getting ready to be a big thing. Uh, We were talking about this a little earlier, but... uh, there are a lot of major brewers have unfiltered IPAs coming down the pipeline. And it, I mean, they're going to be kind of like this, but they're not um, going to have picture- like the wild yeasts still, still hiding out in there. 
I'm picturing that's how uh, the next time Corona has a, a recall, that's how they're going to remarket it. It's our new unfiltered. You just get some <laughs> glass down your throat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, don't worry, that's that's historical glass. <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah, one uh, I'm excited about here on the East Coast. Hopefully they will get uh, distributing outside of Ohio. I mean, if we're being... Well, actually, no, they, they, they expanded further... Further down, I guess they had been. One assumes they had been distributing primarily in Massachusetts and yeah. some of the areas up north, but uh, where all them Yankees live. <laughs> been watching a lot of TV lately, guys, and I've, I've hit a <laughs> lot of shows. I'm doing accents and voices. I don't know what's wrong with me. It happens um, to all of us from time to time. But um, you know, it, it's theoretically possible they go further, further west. But I, you know what, I, I, I don't really see it happening unless they open up another trappist monastery yeah i don't see them being like oh we're gonna build a brand new brew house and really crank this operation up no it's just gonna be what they can make uh no i I am curious because i don't i don't know a whole lot about the trappist uh order but i don't think they i want to say each trappist monastery's beer may be different um i don't think that they're all that they there's a big trappist recipe that they that would make sense, though. I, I, I would, Maybe, I would think that they would, they would be different too, especially uh, with different regions, different ingredients. But again, I don't know. This is just if someone does know, please tell me. I need, I want to know more things. Please write in and tell us if you if you're a Trappist monk specialist. Right. <laughs> if you're a Trappist monk, writing an email does not violate your law your your vow of silence. <laughs> All right, let's move on into the next story, which is one I had a cross out another story to add in because this popped as late news uh breaking news breaking news u.s beer shows calorie counts with new industry guidelines under new beer industry guidelines u.s drinkers will be able to see how many calories they're consuming when they reach for that next brew the largest sellers of beer in the country will begin listing calories carbohydrates protein and fat along with alcohol by volume on their labels the Beer Institute Trade Group said in a statement Tuesday, the companies involved, which include Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors, account for more than 81% of beer volume sold. I feel like that's the real story here. 81, they account for more than 81% of beer volume sold. Yeah, in this country. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, it's. I hope, you know, Kraft is probably going to have to pick up on this as well, and then it'll really help some of us who do... Don't we don't strictly count the calories, but you kind of want an idea of what you're taking in. And I this this means this means nothing to me because I do not pay any attention, even on the food I eat, what the calorie amount is. I I want tasty things. You can yeah. have tasty things. We discovered and still watch some of the calories. You don't have to be that strict, but it is like during the week. Kind of want to know because I don't want to be like a thousand calories over every day so scanning in your beers as you go because we have a little app that lets us scan barcodes and it'll just pop it in there and count it for you but a lot of beers that'll just be one beer for that particular brewer that they've listed it has a few in there but yeah some of the time i just get lazy and i'm like ipa here i'm gonna grab the fattiest beer the most calorie laden beer plus some stuffed crust pizza and then just 
send you a video of me eating that to you guys going don't do, do that because care. he will literally order pizza the next minute like just look at going i do not care i'm going to die like this we no. don't really have the best willpower for this no you don't know what i did on tuesday <laughs> it was horrible it was like oh i have dinner was it was like fin for myself because she was having a work meeting at a brewery so <laughs> yeah, right i got to go to another one <laughs> so yeah and it was like oh well, i'm gonna be eating there so you know do whatever you want and it was like oh so what did I do? I went by Burger King, then I went by Arby's, came back here in my underwear, and sat there watching Mr. Robot eating the most ungodly amount of food ever. Uh, see, that's 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 what it's like to be an American. Side note, the Mac and Cheetos, not that great. Oh, wow. Uh, so so the, the beer guidelines, it does say that um, brewers are expected to adopt these labels across their product lines by the end of 2020. So probably not going to be a bunch like right off the bat. Yeah. Going to be a slow uh, adoption. I mean, some it does say here, some beer cans have already have calorie counts on their labels. Miller Coors first listed calories on its uh, Miller 64 brand in early 2014. To date, more than a dozen of the Chicago-based brewers' brands tout such information. I would think the big guys would. That would make a lot of sense. I mean, that's yeah. a mainstream thing people would be concerned about. So, sure. Um, I, you know, I see I see Boston Beer probably doing this. That that makes sense to me. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, you got to think of like, yeah, they don't have the market share, but they definitely have the brand recognition. And if people see that stuff on there, they're going to be even more excited. If they flip over uh, Sam Light and can be like, oh, yeah. it's under two hundred calories. I have. I still don't think I've ever seen a Sam Light. I still maintain that they taste fine, but it's still. I know. I, I don't even know how they taste. I don't think I've ever seen one. Oh, they've got like six packs. At They're not nearly source. as prevalent as everything else. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen them at Kroger. No, Kroger I won't. I don't think uh, grocery stores sell it, but like big liquor stores sell it. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. Um. I mean, I, may I guess have, I may have know. my light blinders on and just don't notice. <laughs> right. <laughs> it happens. That's fair. And the final quote in that article, today is a great day for beer. No. <laughs> Today's kind of an okay day. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like, no, this isn't like a great thing. It's it's a thing. It's a thing that makes sense to happen not, given our culture, I think. Well, it's neither good nor is it bad. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a thing that you're like, all right, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so let's move I on mean, to a good thing. Uh, oh. the, you can now get Pokemon by by drinking beer. Oh, Give it only. time. Oh. <laughs> like, the game is meant to make you healthier, not... I don't know. I'm just saying. Remember last fall when our friends at New Belgium Brewing brewed up that amazing Ben & Jerry's salted caramel brownie ale? Yes, I, I do remember. It. it was delicious. And the mm-hmm. attached ice cream was also delicious, but don't... I mix. never found the attached ice cream. We mix the two, and beer floats really shouldn't be a thing. That, that's <laughs> just your opinion, man. Man... <laughs> Uh, well, they're at it again, and boy, are we glad they are, because their newest creation, Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough Ale, sounds like it's going to be our new favorite beer. You better... I, I, I would say this 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 beer does things to me. The sound, Just the name of it alone makes me excited, but Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough makes me so sleepy after I'm done eating oh. a whole gallon of it. I'm actually not <laughs> a huge fan of cookie dough. All right, so tune in next time for our two-man podcast. <laughs> it's not too early for a divorce, is it? I love chocolate chip cookies. Those, don't get me wrong. These are grounds. These are grounds for a separation. You know what? I'm gonna I try see? this. I don't care. You know what I want to see? Uh, now that I think about it, because like they have the chocolate chip cookie dough ale, I want to 
I want a very suspiciously similar bottle with like only a very slight difference to the to the logo and everything. That's like oatmeal raisin. Oh, I'm sure uh, that'll be coming. Oh, that'd be a great stout. That would oatmeal be fantastic. Stout. But you put it right next to it, and so and they look. Do you find a way to make them look practically identical? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> every time you reach for one, like, mother, I didn't want this. <laughs> Whichever side you're on, yeah. Because, like, the people who don't like chocolate for whatever reason and go to grab the oatmeal one, then they're just as angry. I mean, uh, I can't imagine being angry and getting a chocolate chip cookie. Some people I are, can like, imagine being chocolate. Well, maybe it becomes the life of only eating oatmeal raisin cookies. That feel like that that yeah. would drive a man to madness. Yeah. <laughs> or some people are, like, allergic to chocolate. You don't see that many people allergic to raisins. All right. Well, the the press release here, New Belgium Brewing and Ben & Jerry's are teaming up once again to create a new ice cream-inspired beer while raising awareness about climate change. Inspired by one of Ben & Jerry's smash hits, New Belgium has developed chocolate chip cookie dough ale, a special release beer to hit shelves in the fall of 2016. (laughs) $50,000 in proceeds will benefit Protect Our Winners, POW, a nonprofit dedicated to raising awareness around climate change. That's an unfortunate abbreviation. Right. It is. It very much is. <laughs> um, yeah. That, I mean, this is great, and I like the idea that... Oh, excuse me. This beer is getting to me. Um, I like the idea that Ben and Jerry's didn't uh, uh, didn't think, like, no, no, you're going to make a beer based on what we already have. We're not taking the time to make a new one. Just keep this ball rolling. <laughs> As fellow B Corporations beholden to stakeholders, including their communities and environments, the two like-minded businesses have long championed similar causes. And yeah, after our our whole episode we did on New Belgium, it has come to light that yes, both are very active with many of these causes. Yeah. And it, and it also says they will be coming out with the ice cream to, to as its like sidekick, you know. Yeah, I'm sure well, the, they already have the ice cream one. though, don't they? Yeah, I'm sure they'll do. Because oh, last oh, time they did a uh, beer theme on the ice cream. Yes, because there was an ice cream. Right, because theme the, car- on the, beer. the caramel had like an ale taste about it. I guess it yeah. had a. Oh, I can't remember what they called the ice cream now because it wasn't the exact same name. It was Actually, the. It, it was, it was the the salted caramel. No, the beer uh, was the salted caramel brownie ale. Brownie. It was. It was most. It was mostly the same name, but the difference was like it was the brownie ale. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so this says you uh, will be pairing it with some of our own chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Okay. Yeah. So they're not making stuff up for this. They So they made up the last one, but this one they're like, hey, we already have an ice cream. Guess what? <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? When I don't remember, was it like no, like October maybe when this came out before? I yeah, it was, it was a while it was like in the fall. after the story before we were able to find it, and then it was in yeah. abundance. Hmm. Okay, so we'll, we'll be looking for it. It'd be amazing if it could come out around Oktoberfest, but I feel like that's not a real thing. There are many other yeah. beers to be had around Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. All right, let's move on. Well, I think that does it on stories. Yeah, I think that's all the news. Short news week. So let's go ahead and move into Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, All right, first Untapped badge. Belgian for a day. Belgium, the land where beer is king, celebrates independence on July 21st. 
which many rich traditions rooted in the world of brewing and beer, Belgium is home of over 180 breweries, ranging from international giants to local microbreweries. I don't even want to begin to try and pronounce many of these. Uh, (laughs) Develle, one of the most popular and iconic beers around the country, and the world invites you to be Belgian for a day and raise a toast to Belgian Independence Day. To get this badge, you'll need to check into two different beers from any of the following Belgian breweries between July 15th and August 15th, and you'll unlock the brand new Belgian for a Day badge. Oh, so it starts tomorrow. Get some of them. Yeah. Get some of them uh, Duvel singles and triples. Yeah, that's true. That's that's pretty easy to find, at least. Duvel, and yeah. I'm not going to try and pronounce the rest Rest-y. of these. You can, you can yeah, look no. up the badge and see the participating breweries. Brassier de Achoif. Braurege Lefmans. And Abier de Medesou. Yes. Sure, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Taking your word for it. <laughs> but it's a really cool looking badge. That doesn't look like a beer yeah, bottle it, at all, but <laughs> I guess it looks, it's a bottle it, of a it, Duvel. It looks like a big bottle. Like somehow they've put uh, either a cap or uh, one of those little things you put at the end of turkey legs yeah. onto a giant mason jar jug. Yeah. Not a mason jar, but a big uh, big jug, you know, for for music playing. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. But it's it's fun. It's fun looking and with the colors and everything. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be uh, I don't know. I don't know my Belgium chance. On their independence day. <laughs> All right. Uh, second badge. We skipped this one last time and eventually had to add it in. Floats on floats. So forget what we had just said about beer floats not working. <laughs> I I still maintain that, that anything can work and you're just not trying hard enough. Summer is officially here and what beer... What beer way to cool off... Sorry, that's very oddly worded. What beer way to yeah, cool off... They're trying to make it a, a pun, like what better way, but what beer they, way to cool off. No, they need to go back to working at HuffPo and leave me alone. <laughs> what yeah, beer way to cool pun. off than with a delicious root beer float? Now, why not kick that float up a notch with not your father's root beer, vanilla ice cream ale, or ginger ale? Combined with your favorite ice cream flavor, this combo is sure to beat the heat. Um, just keep in mind what I learned little bit goes a long way. Don't be like plopping full scoops in there because no. it curdles. Horrible things happen. It's it's like drinking Vaseline after a few sips. Just keep that in mind. I'm still I'm still untested in these waters, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to put a, a giant like four scoops in there <laughs> into like a into a bucket and I'm just going to try to get it all. Ugh. Well, check into one not your father's root beer, ginger ale, or vanilla cream ale, preferably with ice cream, between July 1st and August 31st to unlock the Floats on Floats badge. Uh, to unlock the second, check into one small town brewery, not your father's root beer, any of the versions, uh, between August 1st and 7th. Uh, yeah, that short of a span. Oh, because it's National Root Beer Float oh. Day around that yeah. time. So they make a nineteen point five percent ABV version of not your father's root beer. That's yeah. I'm like, what well, is it's, that? It's one of the versions. It says it's the small town brewery, and I wonder if it's a certain batch, like a small batch or something. 
of that drink. I don't know, but I want it. I kind of want to try that one. And, you know, National Root Beer Day. Or Root Beer Float Day, sorry. If I could get a 19.5% root beer beer float, yeah, sign me up. (laughs) I don't care who makes it. (laughs) Getting trashed. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, officer, it's just root beer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. is kicking my ass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, our final untapped badge, uh... Lagunitas Stupid Wit. You'd be stupid not to try out Lagunitas' latest beer, a delicious take on classic Belgian wit beer. This light, mellow beer uses Yakima Valley hops for an extra kick. It's the perfect summer beer. Get this limited-release beer while you can. Enjoy a Stupid Wit unlock a brand-new badge. Check into one Stupid Wit from Lagunitas between July 12th and August 12th to achieve the Lagunitas Stupid Wit badge. Straight to the point, and I know we'll never find it until the badge is done. Hmm. That's how their distribution works in this area. I'm not a huge Lagunitas guy, but that's mostly because I always associate them with their IPA, and so I don't I'm, I don't think to try them that much. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan because I'm not... I prefer beers that don't all taste the exact same. If they could put out an IPA that wasn't danky... I would be blown away. Every one of them is some bad weed pun. Mm. Like that, you go look at them on the shelf, and there's like nine beers that are all danky and a weed pun. And it's just, you just want to shout at them to branch out. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just trying to stick inside their their wheelhouse, you know. They're trying to stay with what works. It's what works. They're, they pioneered this for this market. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that. All right, then. All right. All right. So enough of me, me dishing out a hot take. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move towards that topic. All right. So today's topic is wheat beers. Time to. Again, when I say that, I always think of like Wheaties, but like with beer poured <laughs> Eat on my it. Wheaties. But what is a wheat beer? Uh, or a Weizen, as it's called in Germany. Well, Hefe and, uh, is their word for yeast, and Weizen is the word for wheat. Uh, is the German origin, and it traditionally means unfiltered wheat beer with yeast, uh, with yeast in the beer. It is often referred to as Weissbeer Weiss mit Hefe, which I guess means with yeast. Uh, crafted with up to 50% to 65% malted wheat, the remainder of the grist is malted barley. Uh, this addition is what gives this beverage a very crisp and refreshing profile. Hefeweizens are generally highly carbonated brews that, are, uh, that when poured, uh, the beer should be cloudy from their higher protein contained in the uh, wheat malt, Pale gold to the spectrum of amber shades with a meringue-like crown. Uh, this goes for most beers brewed with wheat as uh, as well, being that wheat malted or raw. I don't know what raw. Oh, never mind. Wheat, whether it's malted or raw. Oh. That would make more sense. Unmalted. Uh, they're, they're great for head retention. You can... Stave off an overflowing head by rinsing your glass in cold water first. Hmm. Uh, 
It's also customary that the sedimentary yeast at the bottom of the bottle also be decanted into a glass. Long, slender, trumpet-style glasses are appropriate glassware for the style and are best for showing off the impressive head after a proper pouring. Uh, And try leaving some of the beer in the glass about half an inch. Uh, Roll the bottle between your hands to loosen up the yeast, and then pour every single last drop of yeast into your glass as here lies much of the Hefeweizen signature taste, aroma, and appearance. So I guess, you know, leave a little bit when you're pouring. Hmm. Shake it all up and... I mean, not shake, but... Yeah. yeah. No, go right ahead. Move it around a little bit. Shake that bad boy up. I've never even heard <clears throat> of that. Neither have I. Does it make sense? I mean, you know, the more you know. And yeah. cue the rainbow and star going over my head. Right. Uh... A true German-style Hefeweizen is such a contrast in flavor compared to its Americanized brethren. For instance, American wheat beers are more commonly uh, more commonly use a neutral yeast strain, which emphasize, emphasizes, I don't know what emphasizes is, but that's <laughs> what I tried to say, right. um, emphasizes the malt character a little bit more and has a much cleaner flavor. Some of the other differences between the two... Uh, are the use of hops and malt. German Hefeweizens are barely touched with hops, so as not to bring the harshness of, to the delicate balance of esters and phenols. Nope, still don't know what those words are. Um, <laughs> and the fermented wheat, yeah. I was like, I tried to remove some of the ester phenol thing, because he's also going to be covering it later. And I was like, man. No, no such thing. <laughs> those words don't exist. Um, yeah, no, I tried to do it in my head real quick. Like, which one is which? Nope, I've forgotten. Uh, the fermented, uh, no, Brittany just said that, those words. I'm not repeating them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, kind of glancing through this thing with a mild haze of of right. a, a brain that barely functions at the moment. Um, as for the malt, uh, usually American wheat beers will mash with American malts, uh, though they have been known to throw in some uh, some traditional styles, I guess. Especially when trying to... Uh, trying to brew the real thing by using German malts. Uh, obviously, German Hefeweizens use German malts, and generally the percentage of wheat is higher versus American wheat beers. Some American wheat beers are clearly filtered and resemble a pale version of a regular American gold ale. These are usually summer seasonals, and the only characteristic they lack are the yeasty flavors. That seems about right. Yeah. Every time I hear uh, the word yeast used in such a way I can't help but think of that brewery yeasty boys no <laughs> I always see it whenever I go to party source and I'm always tempted to buy some yeasty boys you gotta fight <laughs> do, do, for your right do, do, to have a visor alright sorry <laughs> uh, I feel like no, Brass Monkey common... might be a better song to oh, do in there what would be? Brass monkey. Oh, God. You just gotta oh, find well, yeah. a rhyming scheme. I seriously get that in my head once a week, at least. <laughs> Fight for Your Right to Party is a much more recognizable song, though. Uh, two common varieties of wheat beer are uh, wheat, uh, wit beer, based on the German tradition of mixing at least 50% wheat to barley and a light colored top for vending. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, mispron- I got those backwards. Uh, the Dutch one is wit beer. Uh, which is using flavors such as coriander and orange peel, based on the the the, the Belgian style. That is, they use the Dutch word wit beer because Belgium can't make up its mind what language it uses. <laughs> um, 
but then there's the uh, Weibär or white beer I'm, I'm uh, not in sure German. Uh, Belgian white beers are often made with raw, unmalted wheat as opposed to using malted wheat and other varieties. Uh, U.S. and Canadian brewers follow both of the main wheat beer traditions uh, with a greater array of uh, variation. And in Britain, wheat beer is... Sorry, there seems to be children screaming outside. I thought it was um, a cat. I thought it was a cat, too. I was like, damn. I'm pissed. Uh... In Britain, wheat beers are not are not considered traditional. Uh, however, sales over the years of, of in wheat beer have soared. It tends to be a tradition, a a hybrid of the continental style with the English bitter, rather than an exact emulation of the German or Belgian styles. Other styles may include things as such as the Berliner Weiss. That's uh, probably what that that pronunciation uh, they were trying to get me to say, which was Weiss oh, beer. Oh yeah. Um... That weird B-looking thing is pronounced like two S's. Oh, that's dumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no years. background in German. Like, you want a romance language? I can probably fumble my way through it. But German, I don't know. I have like yeah, three I years in German, so yeah. Vice. Wait, wait, wait to let me just sit out there and die on the vine. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, Weiss beer and white beer. That's. Uh. Th- I've heard Weiss before. And I was like, I don't know what the heck a way beer is. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so Berliner Weiss, uh, Gosa, and Lambics are made with a significant portion of wheat. Now, Gosa is trickier about whether it's in or not. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into that later? or? Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the styles. Like the specific styles. Okay. Yeah. Casey okay. had to uh, school us some. <laughs> a little bit. That's what his job is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in the Middle Ages, we're going to do a little bit of background here, uh, the Germanic tribes began to brew a much paler than usual ale uh, because the brewers had to use resources that were more abundant uh, nearby. Wheat, grain, and barley were two of these, and the use of which brought the inception of Weiss beer. They were so much, uh, they were so much lighter than the traditional dark beers of the ter- time. They were termed white beer, uh, in the common naming convention, Weiss would mean white. And there are sources that believe that Weiss beer is one of the oldest styles of beer, a style created by farmers simply gathering grains in hand. Uh, some even suggested the world's oldest established brewery, Brauweiner Weisshaften. Uh, sure. Weinstappen. Wa- Weinstappen. In Freising, Germany, uh, brewed a similar style as early as 1040 A.D., that's that's pre-battle of Hastings. Yeah. yeah, it's a minute ago. Yeah, the the ang- the Angles and the Angles and the Saxons still controlled England at that point. That's they were like, Sorry. they got to do this beer thing. That's now. giving you the history perspective on this. <laughs> yeah, that's like um, Arthurian legend times. Yeah. Uh, today there are four main styles of Weiss beer: Southern German Weiss beer, Berliner Weiss. Uh, and then Belgian wheat beer and American wheat. Uh, keep getting more and more different categories as I go on. Uh, the Southern German Weiss beer is more commonly known as a Weizen or Hefeweizen. Occasionally you may see the Kristall Weizen or Crystal Weizen or Crystal Weiss beer, which is the filtered offering of that brewery's Hefeweizen and the Dunkel Weizen. The darker versions is uh, usually unfiltered. Mm. Uh, 
Belgian wit beer and white ale is uh, is similar in many ways to the unfiltered wheat beer, but the addition of unmalted grains like wheat, barley, and oats, as well as a variety of spices, set them apart from the rest. So it's a whole lot kind of like they they all seem to be kind of condensed in that like sort of German Belgium region. Yeah. About the different styles of beer, but uh, it's pretty much yeah. Germany, Belgium, and us <laughs> like, for for wheat. Yeah, which, pretty which, much. Sure, I guess. Uh, wheaty beers. Um, yeah, so that mentioned there's there's four main styles, but then they kind of break them down a smidge. Um, so we've got. We'll start with the Hefeweizen, which is probably the most common that people are aware of. Um, the best known original wheat beer. Uh, it's using wheat as an ingredient in the beer. Was the first exception made to the famous beer purity law, the Rheinheiskabot, which we've talked about. And that exception was made specifically so the nobility could continue to enjoy this style of beer. This Bavarian style of wheat beer is pale and cloudy. It's bottled and served unfiltered, so the yeast used during fermentation is still present. This special strain of yeast contributes banana and clove notes to the aroma and flavor of the beer. Wheat beer is an ale, so it's heavier and doesn't provide the smack of a lager. But served cold, with or without a slice of lemon... It's no less refreshing. That's true. Um, mm. Try to provide some examples here, like common ones. Um, Sierra Nevada's uh, Kellerweiss Hefeweizen. Um, this one just has the best name I've ever heard. Gogglefogger Hefeweizen from Fathead in Ohio. And then the Drunk Monk Hefeweizen from Three Floyds. Which are just the best names. Three Floyds have, they have the best name beers, I am confident. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so next we have the Berliner Weiss. This is this one's a little more, um, usually a little more tart. While the brewers in southern Germany rely on yeast for the flavor and aroma of their wheat beers, brewers in northern Germany use a different technique. Berliner Weiss is fermented with ale yeast and lactobacillus, which creates an unforgettable beer. Bacterium contributes a dominant mouth-puckering sourness. Otherwise, this beer is light in character and very effervescent. Some fans of this rare style like to sweeten it with flavored syrups. Uh, that may work for them, but, you know, to each his own. Um, I've never heard of that before <laughs> until now. <laughs> so so I every time I hear that. Berliner Weiss, all I keep thinking of is the song Edelweiss. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, it's every time I'm just like, never mind. <laughs> Uh, no, I hadn't heard of any of these. Somehow. Um, oh, the, the examples. The examples, yeah. The <laughs> I was like, I've sure heard of of Hefeweizen <laughs> and Berliner Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so of the Berliner Weiss examples, we have a uh, Bretta Rose uh, from Firestone Walker Brewing in California, the Eleventh Labor from Schlafly, and Prairie Weiss from Prairie Artisan Ales, which we're starting to get a little bit more into thanks to their dark crazy stuff next we have the dark wheats so this is where you're going to get um two st- two styles of of dark wheat the dunkelweizen and the weissenbach mm-hmm. um like you say dunkel anything and i'm in yeah, yeah pretty much d- i see dunkel and i'm like no i'm Off double down yeah um give me that leader <laughs> dunkelweizens are brewed very much like hefeweizen except that the malt used is typically one of two darker varieties which is the Vienna or the Munich malt. These malts contribute a chestnut brown color 
and primarily and the primary malts used for the Oktoberfest style. The combination of the rich roasted flavors of the malt and the banana and clove notes from the Hefeweizen yeast create a wonderfully complex and satisfying brew. This is very true. Uh, the Weizenbach is made in virtually the same way, except that it's a higher gravity beer. So you're going to have more alcohol content, and it's very similar to a Bach. So I guess that's the name. Uh, so it's basically a wheat Bach, but that would be delicious, and I don't think I've had very many of those. Um, no, like I feel like white. We- well, like Weizenbach might be slightly more rare, but I yeah. want it. Um, so those examples we have uh, Samuel Adams, Dunkel Weizen. And mm. Shiner's Holiday Cheer, which I saw a ton of last Christmas, so now I need I want to look for this this Christmas. <laughs> um, and I don't know how to say that other one. Erdinger. That one. Erdinger Weissbach Dunkel. Sure. Weissbier Dunkel. It's the, it was the name that I was like. Uh, they always are represented at Beer Fest or Beer Fest Oktoberfest. Oh, that's right. Oktoberfest, yeah. Oh, okay. That's how I even knew roughly how to say the name. I was like, wait, how? Keep walking up to them drunk like four times in a row. They, How do you say your name? <laughs> they get their oh, yeah. own little like alley. They have like a massive, like one of the few that gets like a full on beer tent. Well, because they're straight up from Germany. So, yeah. sure. Um, straight out of Germany. <laughs> um, next we have the crystal. Now, this is the one, I, the, the style that I definitely had not heard of. I believe it's pronounced Cristal. Cristal. It's probably not, but... I was like, really? <laughs> no. No, we were we were both being terrible people. I'm going to keep saying Crystal because it looks like the burger chain that was the competitor to White Castle that no longer oh, exists. Yeah. <laughs> I think it exists. I just think it doesn't exist in this area. Oh, okay. Um, I so, think, you know, I think White Castle conquered it in this region. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Jack in the Box moving in kind of knocked them out as well. well they don't that, have those other, sliders. The other thing, no, it wasn't sliders. It was also... Um, they had that menu, like like Jack in the Box menu, Jack. to where they offered everything all day, and you could get tacos, hot dogs, cheeseburgers. Oh. Um, Jack in the Box has biscuits. No, no. See, that's what I was saying. But it was the same. Like they offered like a full menu of pretty much everything you can get fast food all day. Hmm. All right. Moving on. Yeah. The they Jesus. they they, they <laughs> still exist, and they're out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> you oh, yeah. had to look it up. Yeah. Well, I did. One of those I was things like, is going to bother you, you know. Um, so crystal wheat beer, uh, is clear wheat beer. Hence the, the crystal name. So we're going to go with that pronunciation. Um, you have how 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 clear, like, I know, like crystal Pepsi clear. I'm wondering that, like, I really want to find one of these now. Um, so so you often see wheat beer described as unfiltered. Crystal is a filtered wheat beer. So it's not cloudy. Yeah. That's the clarity in beer terms. Not so, yes. literally clear, like Sprite or something. The Crystal Pepsi <laughs> analysis is the the best one. Eh. Well, Crystal Pepsi, they... That, was they, like, that looked like Sprite. Okay. They, they, they made that transparent. Yeah. But <laughs> not, no, no like, we definitely like have like to no color. now. Okay. Uh, filtering produces a cluster... Uh, oh, my gosh. Filtering produces <laughs> a crystal clear beer with none of the cloudy character of a Hefeweizen. Filtering removes the stuff that contributes the beer beer's flavor and character. So crystal wheat beers are much lighter than regular wheats. Um, but they do kind of retain the banana and clove notes that some of the Hefeweizens do. I'm less excited about this. <laughs> I, I, it's out of sheer curiosity that I want to try one. Um, so we have the... We need, to get, we need to get six of us 
buy one six pack of this. Right. <laughs> Try it and they'd be done. Seriously. Um, and I've never heard of any of these, these examples either. Dark Crystal. Fantastic name. <laughs> uh, Squatter's Sociable Crystal Bison from Utah. Uh, Utah Brewers Cooperative. And then Kiwi 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 Crystal Vice from Flat 12 Beer Works in Indiana. Wow. Yeah. Never heard of any of it. Never no. heard of the style, but I'm curious now. Um, next, we have the Belgian Wit Beer, or I guess it'd be Wit Beer. Yeah. Yeah. This one. Yeah, this Wit Beer land is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this style almost died out and has kind of started to come back. Uh, it's similar to Hefeweizen. Um, Belgian Wit Beer's use yeast that's similar to the Bavarian's yeast in the way that it adds flavor and aroma, but those characteristics are distinctly different. This style, um, having come out of the uh, eye of the Rheinheiskobot, also includes orange peel and coriander. So, whip beers are, at the same time, fresh tasting and very complex. Um, the Belgian beer styles contain malted and unmalted wheat, but are generally not considered to be wheat beers. That's interesting. Oh, other ones. Other Belgian styles do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so it's basically the same as the Hefeweizen, it, except there's an orange and coriander note as well. They like to throw in a few more adjuncts into there. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, so some examples of that. You have Belgian, the just the Belgian wit beer from uh, Devil's Backbone, which we've talked about on the show before. And... I'm just going to iron arm Belgian wit beer from Barley Creek Brewing in Pennsylvania. So just a couple more. We have American wheat. This is this is probably like the second one that people are super familiar with um, in this country anyway. Uh, so it's the American craft brewer's spin on a traditional wheat beer. The style takes a Hefeweizen recipe and replaces the distinctive yeast with much cleaner fermenting ale yeasts. Uh, it creates a very subtle mm. brew, making it a great transition beer for many n- new good beer drinkers. Um, so, some great examples of this. The Lemongrass Wheat from West 6th Brewing Company in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and then Blue Moon is actually probably the most common thing that people are going to know about for this style. Um, Blue Moon, <laughs> saw you drinking alone. <laughs> Because nice. there's an orange in your beer. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's going to be an American wheat beer. Um, there's a couple others listed on there, but we'll move on. Um, now that finally there's like a specialty category. So because the wheat contributes so little to a beer's flavor while at the same time giving it um, qualities like head retention and, and smooth mouthfeel... Uh, it's the perfect style to use as a base for many other fruit beers. So there was a time when virtually every brew pub was serving some kind of like raspberry wheat beer or something. Like you, well, you do see a lot of fruity wheat beers. Um, yeah. It, it's not as probably not as prominent as it once was, but um, every fruit and quite a few spices have found their way into wheat beer recipes at some point and at some level. Um, so uh, I think probably the most popular example, if you, you've seen it, or I, I have to imagine it's got a lot of distribution, is the Samuel Adams Cherry Wheat, mm-hmm. which mm, is pretty yeah. pretty delicious. Um, I wanted to throw on here the Hell or High Watermelon from 21st Amendment Brewing in San Francisco. 
Um, it's pretty good. It's probably the best watermelon uh, beer that I've had. Because I don't think watermelon goes in a ton of stuff, honestly. Um, and then Sea Dog Blueberry Wheat. Oh, which yeah, is, Sea Dog. Yeah, it, that stuff is great. Blueberry is such a good ingredient in beer. Uh, no, you get it for the label. Well, yeah, it's Because you have the cute little dog wearing his little rain slicker. He's so cute. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys have a cute dog problem. We do. And that we um, don't have a dog. Yes. It is known. Um, this is known. See? See, it's not just me that's watched way too much Game of Thrones sneaking <laughs> stuff into the intro. Um, so the the one thing that we didn't discuss is, so the BJCP guidelines don't actually include Gosa in the wheat stuff. How dare they! <laughs> um, but it is, it does use um, unmalted wheat. So mm. it's that the, um, I, I guess it just, it doesn't technically follow the guidelines for other wheat beers in the category. And I think, it, I don't know, it's, and then, you know, Gozas are tend, tend to be way more sour than the Berliner Weiss, for example, so it's probably just yeah. a completely different formation. So I do want to say, before we before we move on to the next topic, um, I think it was probably like an American-style uh, uh, wheat beer I had once, but I was in Cincinnati, uh, some years back and they had a they had Hootipole's uh wheat beer. Oh yeah. Hootipole. That was one of the crisp most crisp, refreshing, delicious beers I'd had in a long time. Hmm. Uh like it's it's one that our friend Matt, uh who's not a huge beer drinker, tried and he's like, No, this is this is what I want out of a beer. Um <laughs> uh, That's pretty good, yeah. So like that was one that I could. Whenever I think back on like how I how I judge the American style, I guess of of uh, certain beers. That's that's usually the the benchmark I hold it up to. Hmm. Just because it it seems to be a pretty like unadorned regular example of it. Right, and it is it is um, it one of the the things that brought up that it's a good um, like a seasonal thing, like a summer kind of deal. Yeah. And it, it, I know I brought it up in the last episode, but it makes me think of that the Yingling summer wheat that we just got to try. And oh, yeah, so we, good. It's, it, it's like one of the most perfect Hefeweizen kind of styles I've had. And it was yeah. very, very summery, very refreshing. Mm. Very good American. I guess it's one. American wheat probably more than Hefeweizen, but it was very good. I'll have to try that next time I get a... Next time I get a chance. This just in. Yes. Due to my research, the burger chain crystal <laughs> has retreated back into the south from whence it came. Yeah. No, I didn't say they didn't exist. I just said they they reduced. Yeah. Uh, no, their store locator is not working. The page will not load. So I had to go to their job page and start <laughs> scanning the jobs and the locations. Wow. And they have like 350 locations. There are no jobs north of Tennessee. Like, they're yeah. all primarily in Georgia and Alabama. That's so crazy. And we used to have a few here, too. Yeah. So we apparently, did, but, but White Castles, the older burger chain, killed yeah. them. We're coming in from the north. Saw their, Does anyone else saw see their enemy. White Castles, their the northern chain? Them. They're blue, working the their way down. Crystals, the red <laughs> southern chain, trying to work their way up. Everything really. Well, we know to how Game this of war, We know how this war ends, then. Yeah. I say not Game of Thrones, the Civil War. 
Yeah. No, I was going Civil War. Okay. I was going Game of Thrones. Thrones. Sorry. How is this a Game of Thrones thing? <laughs> Daenerys is fire, and she's coming in from the south, and the White she, Walkers she, in the yeah, north. But she's got to come in from from the east in Essos. Well, no, no. I mean, when she gets to Westeros. Yeah. Now we're getting to spoilers. And Varys okay, will mind. just start circling them in his cigarette boat. Right. It's fine. <laughs> his magical boat. All right. As uh, a prelude earlier, uh, the whole uh, orange wedge on the blue moon, uh, we're going to talk about the lemon conspiracy. Is this like lemon parties? Because I don't want to... No, 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 no. No, no. No, that ends there. <laughs> okay. On one side, we have beer drinkers that run the same group as those people who put salt on their $20 porterhouse steak before they even taste it. I know people like or, this. Or people who use A1 sauce on the yeah, steak. Yeah, who just immediately upend a bottle of A1 before they even taste it. <sighs> They're the Hitler of people. Ruined. Outside of Hitler. Good being beef. the Hitler of people. I just like sauce. It's the same as <laughs> cooking a steak well. I mean, you just committed an atrocity. Well, I'm not doing that. Anyway, I used to, I have slowly been cooking, been like taking my steak up in rareness, but like I won't get past like medium. Hmm. Oh, it's a medium rare. I want it. Oh, I, I've probably eaten it very rare. I need to get a thermometer <laughs> so I can properly make sure I'm not going to give myself food poisoning. <laughs> Look down in there. This is blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to me. Uh, a lemon in their wheat beer is a must for some. Even worse, some go too far and request a slice of lemon in their Belgian white ale. We're not telling you to take sides, but don't cry. They totally when... are. <laughs> they totally, oh, we totally are. are. But don't cry when your beer has no head. You can blame it on the lemon wedge and its oil and acidity. On the other side are people who appreciate beer straight up. They lust after the unique yeast flavor that would otherwise be destroyed by sharp wedge of lemon. They also pronounce it gif instead of jif. He added that part in. <laughs> <laughs> because you wouldn't say jaffical interface, would you? No, no. No, you wouldn't. I would. Uh, is there a because right or wrong? Like Who Toronto. knows? We know. <laughs> it's very subjective. No, it's not. So whatever your fancy may be, wheat beers are, offer a broad range of characteristics as the perfect summer brew or brew to enjoy all year round. But no lemon, please. No, that's what the article. That's we from beer. For. That's from beer advocate. Yeah, beer advocate's like, no, don't you dare put a lemon in it. Uh, honestly, it's whatever you like. I mean, no, it's not. Don't put a lemon in there. <laughs> We're sending mixed messages here. I'll mix whatever messages I feel like. But no, uh, it can be good. I've put, you know, fruit slices into beer before, and it's been fine. So it's it's what you like. I mean, I don't like Blue Moon, so <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, I part of me understands why they do put like the the orange wedge with a blue moon, and it's because like they literally make it with orange peels. Yeah, so yeah. You want to get a little bit extra flavor, but at the same time, like you know, there's not really any real reason to put to put fruit onto your beer. All right, well, let's go ahead and move into uh, those two phrases which were cut out of your part earlier. <laughs> uh, let's talk some sensory profile. Those weren't phrases; those were words of they have a magical ability to be forgotten. <laughs> They're memory erasers. 
But Vice Beers and Galactic Gargle Blasters. <laughs> Vice Beers feature fermentation by products such as esters, which lend fruity flavors and aromas, especially isoamyl acetate. I said it right yeah. earlier, now I can't. I think that's right. Okay, isoamyl acetate. Don't quote me on that. Reminiscent of bananas. And the phenolic compound, this one I have no idea. Guayacol? Guayacol, yeah. Sure. Sure, yeah. We'll call it guac. <laughs> Guacamole. <laughs> A metabolite of frulic acid, which smells and tastes like cloves. Mm. Other phenolics sometimes found in vice beers evoke medicinal or smoky sensations. The bittering level of most vice beers is close to uh, 15 IBUs, a very low level. So you're saying, like, that is like rock bottom on IBUs. Uh, hop flavor mm-hmm. and aroma are typically low. Well, that's, as we talked about, the hops weren't really used for this. So, Yeah, it's it's not it's not the, 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 the thing of the show here. It's yeah. This is the wheat. All about that yeast and wheat. All about that yeast, about that yeast. The ester and phenolic aspects are produced by the special type of yeast rather than the high fraction of wheat in the grain bill. Uh, the carbonation level can range from 5.5 grams per liter, approximately 2.7 volumes, slightly higher than that of most other German beers, to 7 grams per liter or more. This produces a generous stand of foam, especially in light of the high protein content of wheat malt. Yeah, yeah. As uh, as we'll get into in a minute, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been burping the whole episode. Yeah, I, that's trying to be quiet about it, but we're all drinking themed with this. But no, it's it was like pouring a coke. Just it was like when I poured it, I'm like, oh my, <laughs> oh my. All right, any other thoughts on uh, on wheat beers? Uh, they're delicious. I love them. All right. Well, let's... I like them. I love them. I want some more of them. <laughs> I believe we have a little feedback. Oh, we got we one! So we've, we've been asking people if they are in the Denver area. Uh, well, Denver or Portland, actually, for us. Um, if we're going to be able to get to any of that stuff on our road trip um, this fall. Not really even fall. Like, very beginning of September. Um, 48 days. <sighs> So we got a, uh, a Facebook comment from Nick. Said he, he's not really in Denver, but he's been there a couple times. So um, on he did, beer trips, yeah, which is to the point. Uh, he did mention a few of his favorites. Um, Falling Rock Tap House has, has one of the best beer bars in the country. And after Avery, looking it up, sorry to cut you off. Uh, yeah. After we looked that one up, yeah, it's within walking distance of our hotel, so we will be going there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Avery Brewing, which we've all, I think, heard of, uh, in Boulder, which we will not be able to go to because it's in Boulder. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lot of these, anything that we are staying in downtown Denver, and if it's not in downtown Denver, we will not be able to make it to it. So it's, and after looking it up, it's like, yes, there are a lot of great breweries around, we just can't make it to them. Yeah, but, and which is unfortunate because he also lists, um, Left Hand, which is in Boulder. <laughs> Um, but we, <laughs> pretty much. 
Um, and he said there's a bunch of other uh, great small places too. And that, but then um, the last one he mentions is Great Divide, which we actually do plan to go to because it's like a block over from the tap house he mentioned earlier. So, <laughs> so walking just one. Yeah, walk on over to the next one. Yeah, exactly. so we can at least go to the tap house and then go to Great Divide. Go to the tap house first, so that we can go to Great Divide and walk out with all the beer we can carry. Back in the Prius. <laughs> walk in there with the bag. I want you to put all the beer into this bag. It it, it won't fit all the beer into this bag. Just the amount of growlers. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Nick, for writing in uh, on the Facebook page. You guys can use um, Facebook, Twitter, email, whichever works best for you. Untapped. We'll... I mean, and untapped. Yeah, comments on there are, ba- are more than welcome. Battle.net. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Um, Alright, so uh, you guys ready to get into what we're actually drinking? Yes. Waiting for that. Drink with me, friend. So we're drinking the same thing. <laughs> the two of us, anyway. I was like, no, don't don't let me in with you two. <laughs> You're drinking exciting things. We are less so. Uh, well, that's not... Okay. So it's, a, it's exciting in that it's a limited release, which is why it does not have a rate beer score. Uh, yes, only oh. 600 bottles. Yeah. Liter bottles, mind you, they uh, they did not skimp. Yeah, we've been drinking like the whole time, and my we just filled again, and I've still got more to drink. Um, so it's a Berliner Weiss from Braxton because we're all and we're all shocked about that one, and it's called Yesterday's Headlines. It's a Kiwi Berliner Weiss. Kiwi, yes, sorry. So the I mean, Kiwi Braxton is... makes a lot of good things. So this this seems to be pretty good. Yeah, I was afraid of it when they first announced it. And I bought a bottle and kind of put it back, waiting. And we're doing a wheat beer episode. So I was like, you know what? I can't think of a better time to go ahead and pop this one open. And the kiwi, really heavy on the scent. Like it is, just fills the glass, fills your nose. And it's not so much in the beer when you're drinking it. Not Very getting, tart. It is, it's tart, but it's not like a kiwi tart. No, here's the weird part. And this is, remember... Remember how, you know, Casey said that females have the weirder sense of taste and smell? (laughs) So, it's really tart up front. You really don't taste... You get, like, maybe a hint of kiwi. It's not not super, like, smack you in the face. But on the end, corn pops. Corn pop cereal. What? She... Yeah. So, like, some weird mullet, like it's kiwi in the front, (laughs) corn... Yeah, corn it's corny going down, like the back of your it's tongue. It's really there is, strange. There is a corn quality, like there's a corn flavor. It, no, it, out. it's so because of the sweetness. To me, it tastes like corn pop cereal at the end because there's this weird corn taste, and then it's also really sweet. It's it's mm. really strange. It's pretty good. It's just Berliner Weiss and like sour beers in general just aren't my my jam. And heavily I mean, carbonated, kind of, just oh, kind of my jam. <laughs> right, kind of my jam. You might like I'm, it. I'm, I'm trying something something else today. Uh, first of all, what I drank during the first half of the show <laughs> was the uh, Hofbrau Hefeweizen uh, from Hofbrau House. It's obviously a Hefeweizen. It's 5.1% ABV, about 12 IBUs. Uh, it has a bizarre rate beer score because I keep finding them. Uh, overall, it's been given a 49%, uh, 49%, and for its style, 84 Again, big disparity there. I can't see how that's a 49 That's so low. Like, I, I think it's a really solid, you know, Hefeweiss. But it may be, like, where you know, people rate this 
you know, on their own. They're they're thinking it's going to taste like an American Hefeweizen, maybe mm. like an American wheat beer, and like when you get a German style, maybe that's what they're confused about. But it's it's really solid. I enjoy it. Uh, it it's not like blow you away. Good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's still like I mean, I gave it like a three point seven five or something on a tap. I'd, I'd have that any day of the week. It's it's great. Oh yeah. Uh, but what I've been drinking during the second half of the episode, <laughs> since there was only, you know, one thing from the both of you, I thought I'd make sure we get a nice three option. <laughs> Good balance. Uh, yeah. I grabbed uh, a Hefeweizen from Flying Dog. Flying Dog? That's about 4.7%. Uh, there's no IBUs. And there's no rate beer score. Sure. Because they don't make this beer anymore. <laughs> you discovered a, a unique I, beer out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Like I, I I checked it on Untapped. It said no longer in production, and I went, oh, but but I just found it, and it was delicious. I wish I knew before. After trying that uh, um that pearl necklace of theirs, like I'm really interested oh. to try a bunch more flying dog stuff. That was that was why I grabbed it. It was in the the create your own six pack area, and I was like, you know what, I I want to try a bit more flying dog. Let's let's go in there, uh, try to find stuff that had. Uh, had decent, you know, decent style Hefeweizens. And I was like, yeah, okay. I couldn't really decide before the show started. And then I saw they had the same one. I was like, okay, we'll drink both. And when I popped it open midway through, I was like, this is great. This is really nice. And I'm about done with it now. It's hmm. just straight up Hefeweizen. Yeah, I had to go check out your check-in on that. I was like, what's it called? Because they usually call their stuff really weird, yeah, obscure. No, it's just names. called the Hefeweizen. Uh, well, that's unfortunate. That's, that's, that's both awesome and unfortunate. <laughs> this, I mean, it, maybe it's my El Coco for Hefeweizen. No, gosh. You don't need another one. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I but, forgot yeah. to m- mention ours has 4% ABV. <laughs> Which is how we were able oh. to pound a liter yeah. like that fast. It does it does remind me. There was a thing in the, uh, the beer, the r slash r beer subreddit that was uh, slash r, whatever. I've been drinking um, <laughs> the the subreddit for beer. And it was all about, it was like, what's the beer that you're, you know, you, you keep hunting after and can never find. And I went, El Coco. <laughs> Instantly. I, I cannot find this thing. Like I was in there just posting going like first thing I ever posted in that Reddit was like, I can't find this beer. It tasks me, it tasks me and I must have it. I just have to hear about it over and over again. How I'll never. Yeah, you do. It. You do because I miss it and I can't have it. And you signed up for this deal when we signed a friendship agreement. I what I'm what I'm hoping is that the vanilla chai doesn't turn into that for us. But we've had it again. Like that's a once. One, we've had it one other time since the first time we tried it, and we haven't been able to find bottles because it's out of the season again. Like it's like we can't. But that's a seasonal. Like next year we'll have another shot. El Coco is just gone. Yeah. It's, it's still like sort of our unicorn. God, every time I hear someone say that, I just kind of want to go cry in the corner somewhere. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Let's so... move on. I'm sad. Indeed. All right, we have sad Justin. <laughs> um, but yeah, have a license. Go grab some. You seem. I mean, you you probably just can't go wrong with the style too much. I mean. I'm trying to think of like a bad half of ice and I've had. I don't know that it, it exists. I think I've had a couple, but overall, if you're wanting to introduce somebody to craft beer, yeah, 
a Hefeweizen is a good way to work them in. Yeah, probably. Announcements? Um, yes. We, for our big trip coming up, we do have a tour scheduled if you care to join us at New Belgium Brewery. Uh, the two of us will be there Friday, September 9th. We have scheduled for 3 p.m. If anyone will be in the area, you do have to reserve uh, well in advance. I think so far we were the only two to actually get a spot at that time frame. Um, but yeah, if anyone's around and would like to come tour the brewery with us, we'd love to have you there. And then we can all hang out and have a couple drinks. But oh as, man, I want to go. Oh, oh. <laughs> we'll strap you to the hood. <laughs> that won't be weird. But yeah, as uh, we get more things booked like that, because that has to be reserved in advance, uh, anything like that, we will pass that on to you all in case anyone in the area wants to join us. All right. Any, anything else that we're forgetting, or anything else anybody has about I don't know beer life in general? I mean, if we if we if we haven't remembered so far, we're probably not going to remember anytime soon. Dags, Dags, you like Dags? <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, huh. um, I think that does it for our wheat beer episode. Um, remember, I, huh? I was going to interject very quickly. Um, I just asked if anybody see this. Is <laughs> I had to wait until you were trying to move on, and then that's when I clearly. Went. <laughs> Most people won't care, but this was big news to me, and I know it's big news to a few other people. But they have started shooting the train spotting sequel in Edinburgh, Scotland. <laughs> oh, God. That related to anything. Because we all need another heroin fueled romp through Scotland. <laughs> I was going to say, more heroin. Um, <laughs> Indeed. All right. Is that, all right. Is that it? All right. That's my movie news guy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Tune so, in next week for, next couple weeks for, for movie news. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on we'll talk have, about, have a movie. We'll talk about um, <laughs> how episode one of Star Wars could have been saved if you and McGregor had been doing tons of heroin. I mean, Obi Wan <laughs> just strung out for days. Tune in next week for uh, have some popcorn. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, remember to check us out at haveadrinkshow.com. You can find each of our respective untapped profiles there. And the show's links for Twitter, Instagram, Google+, and Facebook. Um, look for Have a Drink Show if you're just searching those uh, feeds. Tell us your favorite drink, ask us a question, or leave general feedback if you like using feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. And as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, it's wonderful work from both of them and you can find links to their stuff on the episode page on the site and please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher and please please rate us on itunes uh it really helps i think i'm told uh the links to subscribe can also be found on the site all right so check us out in another couple of weeks once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier and i'm christopher walker we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.